Welcome to the House Call Fly Pit. This is Jake, and this is Ollie from the House Call Sports. We have a ton of stuff to go over, and I mean I have a whole page to go over. So let's get started right away. Sami Zayn is going solo. Kevin Owens has suffered a legitimate injury. It's a fractured rib. It's been lingering for a while. Now they're giving him some time to rest. They wrote him off TV on Raw uh, last, actually last night attack from judgment day and so what do you think the future will hold for the uh very very fresh still undisputed tag team champions yeah well well, hello everyone you're joining me in my uh, brand new apartment i believe i've uh, just moved in with with joe because uh, i've seen him use this uh, a while if it's not and i've just moved into some random stranger's house i do apologize i'll get the fuck out once we're done um uh, <laughs> No, it, it's very, it's like a future of uncertainness, I think, for, for Sami Zayn. I mean, you, you can't see him dropping the belts because I don't think Kevin Owens is going to be out for that long. Uh, it may even make him do like a sort of semi, like semi return at, at SummerSlam or something. I don't know. Um, but no, the, the, there's not really anywhere they could go because Sami's already had his like big feud. Like, he, and then. Kevin is like, he's been the, I don't want to say he's been carrying the team, but he's definitely been like the, the voice of the team and be like the, the life of the team. Because he's always been the one to give us like the funny spots on the mic and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I, I oh. There's no, there's not really a singles match that they could push for, for Sammy. So I, I guess it's just a case of waiting for Kevin to come back and then going from there. Yeah. I agree. Uh, same as same as Zane's just probably gonna have a lot of matches, just uh, you know, like what Jey Uso did when Jimmy was injured. You know, you can't really have one person wrestle without the other, right? So, especially I'm talking about earlier on when Jimmy Uso or either one of the Usos would get injured, it would happen like every few years, and then one of them would be like have a few matches, and then they'll be off TV for a few months until they come back. It's not gonna take that long for Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn can easily have a few matches. He used to be a main event NXT guy, so he knows how to handle the solo matches, so he should be all set. Um, Speaking of injuries, we have to go over Liv Morgan's legitimate injury. Um, The details for this one aren't disclosed yet, but it is confirmed that this is not kayfabe. This is, in fact, real life. This is another injury. Looked like it may be in the arm region again because Rhea Ripley... Wrote that off on TV last night, too. And so far, we've been piling up the injuries. I I can't... It's something that, especially with Liv Morgan, who just came back from shoulder surgery, right? Yeah. And so, I guess this is a setup for... I guess, because... I, and this is the attitude I have, because that's the attitude that Rhea Ripley has about her title reign. I guess... She's going to face Raquel Rodriguez at SummerSlam, and that's most likely how they're going to set it up. Well, Liv can't catch a break, can she? Like, she's just come back, as you said, from an injury, and again, she's already gone off with another one. I mean, in a way, though, I do see it sort of as a positive because since coming up, Raquel didn't really do anything. She had a little bit, she just bounced with a few tag teams. Um, I think one was with, with Nikki Cross, which, what the fuck was that? Um, and now she's with, with Liv, and it's actually worked quite well, to be honest. They've held the, the women's tag team championships for quite a while. But I think this is kind of forcing the hand in terms of making Raquel go solo and sort of pushing her as a dominant solo act as she was in NXT. And I think that I'm not going to say it needed something like this because that's that's cruel to, to Liv. But I think that Raquel definitely needed something like this to sort of push her as a solo performer instead of just hanging off the coattails of Liv Morgan and sort of being the the background enforcer to it, if that makes sense. Right. I, I completely agree with you. It's just, it's insane with, like I said earlier, it's just, it's insane with how the many injuries that WWE's had. It's delayed, excuse me, it's, it's delayed a lot of potential storylines and has somehow shifted some careers. So I got to move forward it's because injuries are depressing to talk about. We got to talk about the matches end for SummerSlam. We're almost, we're already what almost a week away now. Yeah, right? as of as of this video going up, it'll be like a week August. and a half. Yeah, right, a week and a half. Because I can't do math. That's why I asked you. Um, yeah, I know it's on. 
I know it's on the fifth, right? It's on the Saturday yeah. the fifth. So we have a week and a half of SummerSlam. That means we have to go over the matches that we have already have right now. And then I'll go forward into rumored matches and, and other stuff like that. So first I'm going to talk about the triple threat match we have for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And that is with Asuka, Bianca Belair, and Charlotte Flair, potentially with EO Sky, the Money in the Bank winner, in the mix. So give me your thoughts on this as your SummerSlam match. I'm very looking forward to it. I mean, those three in the ring at the same time just just breeds a, a, a fantastic match. The only thing I would say is I'm not quite sure EO would cash in just yet. I think that, that there's a, still a storyline there to be told between her and Bailey and all the unrest between them. And I just think that if you cash in this early, like, well, not necessarily early because it's been like a, a few months or like a month or so. But, like, you know, most of the time when you cash in this early, it means technically you're going to fail unless your name is either Liv Morgan or Baron Corbin. But, that, no, mm. I, I do, I am looking forward to this match, like, really. I mean, Charlotte, it is Charlotte, you know. It's she. She makes any match. She enters an absolutely stellar match, and then combining that with the the strength of Belair and just the just the overall charisma and the the chaotic, the chaotic charisma. Let's say that of of Asuka. I think that those three are, are three that, that could very work very well. We know Charlotte's very good in in triple threat matches historically, having two of the best of her career, both at WrestleMania in thirty two and thirty five. So I don't know. Hopefully we will. Um, that'll be as good of a match as I'm definitely building up to be. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it, to be honest. Right, I'm I'm looking forward to it too. You have three different personas in that match. You have a technician, you have the powerhouse, and then you have the striker. So that means it's going to be a chaotic match. You know, Charlotte's going to hit Bianca with the natural selection. And then all of a sudden she gets up on her knees and then a sh- and then a kick to the head and then into the Oscar lock she goes, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be back and forth and I'm gonna love it. Uh, speaking of women, we're gonna go over to the Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler match. It will be for SummerSlam. I hope so because this is Ronda Rousey's rumored last pay per view, so she may leave WWE after this. Um, that depends how strong the rumors are. I'm, I'm sure they are strong, but they said the same thing about Drew McIntyre leaving. Here we are. Drew McIntyre's yeah. back, and you know the rumors are false. So anything can happen. But if this were to happen, I'd say maybe they should add a stipulation. Loser leaves WWE since one is rumored to leave. They did that with uh, not too long ago with Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya Deville. Yeah. So... Uh, even though that wasn't the best match. Hopefully they can pick up the slack for this one. But what do you think of this match? Well, I feel like if they're going to add anything, with these two being Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, it's got to be a submission match, right? Like, there is no, like, mo- there isn't a stipulation that exists in the, in the world that fits this these two and their styles more than a submission match. And I also quite like the, uh, the loser leaves WWE thing because obviously Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey, oh, Ronda Rousey is rumored to be leaving after SummerSlam, and to be honest, this is this is actually quite nice of her. To be honest, if she is, because if this is the last feud, which many are saying it will be, then it's one that's definitely pushing and, and elevating Shayna Baszler up to the point where we all want her to be, and we all know she can be. Uh, if we look back at her NXT days, just holy shit. And um, if 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 you can get her back up there again and then dip, I've got no problem with that. But as like, it depends on how far they want the storyline to go. Because if they want to push it further and like progress it more, and then Wonder Rousey goes, "Nah, fuck that, I'm gone," then the narrative changes. But if this is because it's it's gone so far and it's turned from sort of a boring two mid carders thing to to something that's actually worth watching now, I think that if this can elevate Shayna to the point where she doesn't need Ronda anymore, and then Ronda goes, I think that that can be seen as a win for everyone. Right. Um, I think, I mean, in my opinion, if Ronda's supposed to leave, she should lose, period. Give Shayna Baszler the, 
give give her the uh, push, so sort of speak. I don't know what you what you would do with her after, but winning against Ronda Rousey and a great storyline will give you a push. So hopefully that maybe they give the axe to Ronda Rousey finally after the crowd hates her. Everyone's been hating her for two years. It's overdue. You know, it was nice to see her of a couple a couple times, but you know, not not so much in 2023. So. I wish my best for Ronda Rousey, but she's done. Um, next up, Gunther versus McIntyre for the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam. Will Gunther be dethroned by Drew McIntyre? And I will say this. I will add to this match on why I think Gunther, sh- or Gunther, I should say, should lose. <clears throat> because of the promo we put on last night, he said, Drew, I will embarrass you again. Do you really think they're going to do that to Drew McIntyre twice? I don't know. Drew uh, McIn- Drew, mm. The thing is, Drew McIntyre is still made of that caliber. If you make him lose again, you lose that caliber. Hmm. Because Gunther has taken over that reins. That's a good thing for Gunther, but what about Drew McIntyre? you got to have an equal deposit here. You can't have some sort of unbalanced thing and a predictable win. I think to keep people on their toes and to, you know, surprise everyone at SummerSlam, have Drew McIntyre win it. And then have Gunther groom him for the main event scene, hopefully win the Royal Rumble. And then maybe he could be an opponent, maybe Seth Rollins' or whoever's world champion at that point's opponent for WrestleMania 40. I don't know what they're going to do with Reign, so that's why I kept him out of the picture. But it could be both of the, one of those championships. So... What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I think if you're going to make Gunter lose the championship, it should be a bit later on because if, if you make him lose it now, I think the gap's just too big between now and the Royal Rumble to really keep him at the, the sort of the level that he's at now with the championship. Especially if he if he loses now after being so dominant for the past year, you, you, it's, it's the same logic as you've just given for Drew McIntyre. He sort of loses that caliber a little bit, and I think that it's just too long uh, of a time period between now and the Royal Rumble to sort of keep him as relevant as he is now. Even with how good he is, I mean, you know, what does he have if he loses to, to Drew? Uh, he still but, has his faction. Yeah, I guess. But then again, we've seen faction leaders and factions just really not work out. And it, we've seen a lot right. of slow burning ones as well, like the, the Judgment Day. That kind of died down for a little bit. So just having a faction yes. doesn't always mean that you're guaranteed to stay at the top. So and I'm backing Gunter to win this one. Uh, like right. I said in the last uh, last episode. I just don't think it's the time. And I think if you want to make sure that he stays at the level and the caliber that he's at now through to the Royal Rumble, which he should go on and win, you've got to make him keep like hold on to the championship a little bit longer. Yeah, I do think that if you want Gunter to sort of maintain the prestige that he's got now through to the Royal Rumble, which obviously he should go on and win, you can't make him lose the championship now because then he just sort of dies down and, and wails down. And, and then he, you know... But if you if you manage if you manage to keep the title on him until maybe the month before the rumble, he could then think he wants to go on a revenge kick because he's he wants to make the Intercontinental Championship as prestigious as it should be, and that was his sort of mission from the start. So I'm going after another championship, and what's the best way for him to attack that? Going after one of the main championships and winning the rumble. So that, that's what I think he could do, but I do think it, it needs a bit more time as Intercontinental Champion. I will go along and say that Gunther, he's, he's been Intercontinental Champion for so long. Now you're going to have new talent coming up. I think because of all that and everything else happening right now, hmm. I think Drew McIntyre should just hold it, let the younger talent, put the younger talent over and move Gunther forward. That's it. If you're gonna have them do it, do it right. And I think I think I think the right way, just for me, in my opinion, is the right way to get Gunther ready. You gotta get him ready for the scene. You gotta learn have him improve on the mic a little bit. You gotta have him do you know, have him, you have to groom him into a WWE star in order he's already a WWE star, but he needs to hit that next level now to hit the main event scene. I know he's not and they're saying he's main event, but he's not in the scene yet. You don't know how he's gonna handle the main event scene. It can all take a toll mentally on you. Just look at Austin Theory. 
Austin Theory was never believable in his character to begin with, but WWE saw something in him. They still do. And, but look at LA Knight. LA Knight is the opposite. He's a great character, but he's not only WWE just now is seeing something in him. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's all, it's all about, it's all about timing and how you want to do it. And I think the best way to do it, because you have four months to the rumble. If you want to make it less predictable and not have him lose the month before, and then say, oh, yeah, well, Gunther just lost the title. He's definitely one of our uh, our first on the list to win the Royal Rumble. You don't want predictability. You want authenticity. Yeah. That's, what, that's where I'm coming from, just an authenticity thing, you know? And it's not more like I'm just thinking of what, what I'm trying to think of is what Triple H would think. Hmm. Because well, see, then what, what, he's been what do you have Gunther doing a story. between SummerSlam and the Rumble? Like, what does he do you then? Have, you, have, you, you can have him rematch against Drew McIntyre. That's in September. And then you have him uh, feud with the Judgment Day. You could turn him babyface. That's what I think. The crowd's already behind Gunther. What well, happens? Uh, I mean, because he's already been because he's already been the heel. You know, the standard heel guy who has to prove himself. You won't take shit from anybody. He's already at that level. Now it's getting a little bit stale. Now with the and still with the Imperium, you can have him in the Imperium versus uh, Priest, Balor, and Dom, Dirty Dom, his new nickname, Dirty Dom, at the next pay per view, and then have him in a Survivor Series match be one of the headliners for that, maybe a War Games match or a traditional five on five, and then in December have him go on a rivalry, a two month rivalry with somebody, maybe Brock Lesnar for the Royal I'm Rumble. Down for that. Because I don't know if they're going to do last last year's schedule. They didn't do a pay per view in December. No. So, so, and they didn't do it the year before either. So, think of it that way. You don't need a pay per view for December. Have a month long feud with Gunther and Brock Lesnar. That's all you need. And then you know have Gunther win the Royal Rumble. Now he has a new feud going on. You have to have him behind the scenes a little bit because if you keep pushing him to the moon, he's just going to be another Roman Reigns situation. Ultimately. Because I'm, th- I'm thinking of like the bigger picture here. Because Roman Reigns was pushed to the moon. He wasn't Intercontinental Champion. He put he was he was he got the World Heavyweight Championship pretty much out of you know necessity at that point in the Royal Rumble. Say, well, Roman Reigns is our best option. He's the hottest guy we have in the Shield. He's going to win. Blindly went him, put him against Brock Lesnar. Great match, but he didn't win. They and what they did, what they did was hold him back a little bit. That's the one thing they did right with Roman Reigns during that time was hold him back just a little bit. They held, that little bit that they held him back got him some experience in the ring, got him some mic skills, not much, but mic skills. <laughs> Especially for the persona that they wanted him to be, he did well in that aspect. So for that saying, you got to do the same thing with Gunther. He was already ready to the moon. Now delay the push a little bit. Then ultimately push it back up. Do a Daniel Bryan thing. They did the same thing with Daniel Bryan this time. After not recapturing the World Heavyweight Championship twice. In November, he sided with the Wyatt family. He stalled for a little bit. Didn't participate in the Royal Rumble. But then he ended up winning the title at WrestleMania. That's how you do it. It's, it's, it's all about the story and how you want to do it. It's in the building a character. Because Gunther, you know, you can call him the ring general all you want. All I see is a guy from... Europe, who's good at wrestling, but is given too much for the bargain. As in, too many eggs in that one basket. You need to split it up a little bit. Add something fresh. That's it. Um, I could talk about that all day. I could do many, many different references and you know phrases, but I got to move on from that because we have a lot on this list, like I said. And this one's is equally as important, storyline-wise. Seth Rollins... Versus Finn Balor, rematch for the World Heavyweight Championship at SummerSlam. Who do you think will win? There's only one logical option for me, unless they go out and and, and start thinking long term, and that's Seth Rollins. I mean, okay, he's so over as a champion right now. Even if it boils me down to my last fucking nerve, hearing the crowd sing his song for 20 minutes straight, like I, I, honestly, it makes me want to run up the wall. <clears throat> but no. That just shows how good of a champion he is and how over he is with the audience. I mean, Finn, like, the feud is obviously still there, and you do sort of get the feeling that if Finn loses this, then that sort of scraps the whole storyline altogether. 
which right. it now is actually making me think that it could be good if if Finn wins. But then you're going to have mm-hmm. to start thinking, right, we're going to have to think a year in advance or something. Because then if, if Finn ends up winning, that brings Damian Priest into the picture, which I think would be best if they started, you know, to sort of like drip feeding us like teasers of maybe Priest cashes in on Finn. Say like, you know, right. if, if he wins at SummerSlam, maybe. And then stands in front, lifts the title up. And then you've got Priest behind him just staring directly at him, not celebrating with him. Just looking at him, right. and I feel like small little pieces from that over the course of a few months, maybe culminating right. at the at next year's WrestleMania in Philly. Who knows? Maybe that could be one one direction that they could go down. But I I just can't see Seth dropping the title because that that right. title he he's keeping that title up there at the moment because of how over he well, is. And you're right, but I will argue with you about Seth Rollins being over. I would say as a champion, Seth Rollins has been over as a character for so long because he knows how to do character work he knows unlike roman reigns he knew how to do character work up until you know six years ago seth rollins was the one who was thriving in his character work whether it was the the chicken shit heel the rookie the young kid back in 2015 2014 or redesign and reclaim and rebuild you know uh and then uh so, or like his uh, King Slayer gimmick or the Beast Slayer gimmick. It was something that it was new. It was fresh. It was every year. The Monday Night Messiah even was fresh for a little bit. I liked it. The best part for me during that wasn't during the COVID times. It was when he was with AOP and Buddy Murphy. Yeah, That was that was what I liked with that and his feud with Kevin Owens. But I, I digress from that because that was a complete disaster in hindsight. Yeah. But but the re- but the revolutionary Seth freaking Rollins, the evolutionary, the revolutionary Seth freaking Rollins, is he has so many character references from his pastimes that he's so over with the crowd, and you like that because it's fresh, it's new, it's and it mixes in with the old stuff. That's what you like. If you if you went and got a Beatles album, right, you saw the same old stuff you listened to fifty years ago. Would you listen to the old stuff or because you were born in this generation, would you want to hear a new fresh beat towards it? Right. I see De- I see Def Leppard doing, they had, they add like a symphony in the back of their, in the background of their songs. So it's, it's stuff like that, that it's a little bit of newer stuff that will help reach a new audience, reach a, expand your audience if seth rollins has any bigger audience i think he's max maximized this by now so that's why i think regardless of what happens to seth rollins it won't hurt him if he loses in SummerSlam. it won't i think i think with finn balor you have him win the world heavyweight championship just because that it would i'm a little bit biased i think finn balor never got the reign that he should have gotten i think he should get that reign till till wrestlemania and then have damian priest dethrone him as a babyface do that and you know uh split the judgment day up you know somewhere in the middle but i'm thinking if finn balor wins you keep that on the low you know he every time uh referee raises the judgment day's hand on like on like live events or smackdown or on raw and then finn balor's looking at his hand but he's actually looking at the championship and everyone else is looking at the at the camera but damian priest is staring at the championship like you said like all these eye contact where it's shifted towards where their priorities are. That's how might that storyline might be. And that's going to be a very juicy storyline. If you put, it would be juicier storyline. If you put Finn Balor on the championship and give him the reign that he's deserved, he's got the faction, the pieces and the seeds are planted. Everyone else is champion. Everyone else has something in their hand except Finn Balor. So that's what I think. Yeah, but I don't know, because Finn, up until this point, has barely been believable as the leader of the Judgment Day. So, I don't know. Maybe the championship will will sort of transform that, and then he'll be a believable champion, but I don't know. I just can't see it because of the recent examples we've had to go by. Like, he hasn't been a believable leader. He hasn't been a convincing leader. The, The Judgment Day has lacked a leader since Edge left. I think if this was Seth Rollins versus Edge, we'd have a completely different story. Yeah, I think with WWE, they did the right thing with that because you had Edge mentoring the young talent. 
now it's even throughout every group. You have the storyline between Dominic and Rhea, then you have Damian Priest with Money in the Bank, and then you could have the storyline between Damian Priest and Finn Balor. That way it's all intertwined and they're all in the same group and then drama happens like it's been. Not getting along, but they're getting stronger, ironically. Dom just won the North American Championship, which I'll trans transpire to as I'll turn that into one whole topic itself. Won it against uh, Wesley. Okay, nobody, nobody, nobody thought that. Then Ray Ripley got involved, and I said maybe. Okay, and then Damian Priest got involved again, and I said, okay, definitely this, this is going to happen. One, two, three, it ends up happening. I'm still shocked. Okay, this is a look of shock. Okay, my eyes, my tired eyes with eye bags are shocked. Okay, I, I, I'm surprised I have any reactions up to this point after working, but all summer, but still. You get my you get my drift. I was shocked to figure out that they actually put a title this quick on Dominic Mysterio, which I'll transition to with Dominic Mysterio. And I think the Judgment Day itself should just have a a character, like the itself is a character. The faction itself is a character. That means everyone has a title. Everyone. It's not the bloodline where it's top heavy. Roman Reigns and the Usos only have titles, and then Solo and Sami Zayn don't. I'm thinking with the Judgment Day because it's four people and that's doable for one brand. You do that. You can do that. And it's not like you're taking over the tag team division. You're just taking over the 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 the, uh, the NXT brand. And then you're taking over the Money in the Bank division. And now you're taking over the women's division. Now you got the World Heavyweight division. That's why I think Bal- Finn Balor would be best because, well, they could do it either way. They really could. It's just saying, for me, storyline-wise, it would be juicier with the championship insight. Yeah, well, I do think that would sort of give them the sense of domination that they've been lacking since they kind of formed. Because right. since they, they've been in... Apart from when they've been involved in heavy storylines, they've just sort of been there, and they haven't really been getting that many reactions. Okay, recently, yeah, yeah. with Dom becoming the the, the most overheel now that he is, <laughs> and, and with Rhea, like... Now the sort of you can feel the working the way back up, and I do think that's a good idea having a title on it, each one of them, because then they they can actually stake the claim as the most dominant faction in the business. Whereas in years gone by, that hasn't been the case. Right. Um, and I think I think with there's a lot of people turning heel now, so you can turn a lot of people face, and that includes Nakamura. He turned heel also on Monday. Not a major thing. But because he's not in that picture just yet, but I see what Triple H is doing. He's reinventing all these characters from the down low, so then everything else will be competitive later on. Think of think of Bronson Reed and even Elias. He's still making something out of them, no matter if they're on every week. But they're still doing something. And I think I think overall, if you were to do something with Nakamura. Pair him up with Bronson Reed for now and then have DIY return. And then they can take over the tag division and maybe eventually win the Undisputed Tag Titles because I want to see DUI again. That's just my bias. But yeah. Yeah, well, I think we, 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 we've I, all I, got bias. I mean, my, my personal bias, I said this before we started recording, is to have Shinsuke Nakamura return with the one, the only Rick Boogs. Please. Mm-hmm. What I would give. To hear before the start of every match, Nakamura. I would fucking. I would be so I good. And then you could like have him as like a the sort of annoying sort of heel sidekick. Where say if another person like if Nakamura is in the match and his opponent's winning, then you could have Boogs like standing up on the announce table or whatever, playing his little guitar, and then distracting the opponent. And then Nakamura gets to roll up and win. That could be it. Oh. That would be a very see. WWE should just hire me now. I should be in Stanford thinking this shit up, but I'm not. <laughs> hire him as a oh, writer. Disgrace. <laughs> I, think, I need uh, to be. Yeah, it's uh, an absolute disgrace. Rob, Rob, put a petition link down below. Put Ollie in as a writer. Change.org. Get me there. If we get 10,000 signatures, then it legally has to be discussed in Parliament. Right. Absolutely. Um, I'll, I will transition to another juicy rivalry. Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, number three. Every time Brock Lesnar <laughs> is going against someone, I always put numerals next to it because that's how he does it. 
It's mm. like three times he faces this person and he's done. Yeah. Although if it's Roman Reigns, it's eight. But that's from the own. That's from Vince McMahon and Paul Heyman's booking of things. But I think uh, with Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, he has to finish the story, <laughs> like he's been saying all the time. So I think uh... with Cody Rhodes, the conclusion of their rivalry. Which is a fits. He said after that, even Cody Rhodes has said after this, or at least he's hinted after this. Which, if you hint something in WWE, it's most likely going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you, he's hinted already that he wants to finish off Brock Lesnar. That's it. That will be our last match with them at SummerSlam, and then, who? What do you think the directions for for Cody? And then we'll move on to Lesnar. Yeah, well, there's a sentence I didn't think anyone would be saying: a juicy rivalry between Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Didn't think that would be. And we'd be getting to that case. I'm not sure it's quite at that point where we can say, okay, this is actually starting to become a good feud. But WWE and Triple H have been so desperate to push it that way. Like whether it's Brock beating Cody up in front of his mother or Cody doing a little angry grandma stroll to the back when he hears Brock Lesnar's music. Stuff like that. Just see Cody get genuinely ticked off at things like that. I don't know. It still just seems to me like they're pointlessly bouncing him around until Roman Reigns is ready for that feud again. But right. I do, I, this is sort of like a... It's turned into a storyline match now, which I don't think it has been for the past two times. Like, right. now I can see it actually being somewhat decent. I do think they'll add a stipulation to it because, A, they need to freshen it up desperately, and, mm-hmm. B, it's SummerSlam. There's always there's almost always a few stipulation matches at SummerSlam. So, I don't know. That's, that's the direction I hope that they go down. As to what I think they'll do, I think we'll just call it a Cody win, and then Brock can... You know, go back to whatever farm in Minnesota he wants to. Right. So I don't know. I, I, I just hope it's entertaining at the very least, which I think it is because Cody Cody's like that. He he makes a lot of he brings the personal touch into matches like this. Right. Um, I think I think with Cody after this, you just have him. You know, go into a few different rivalries and then and then you know go for the championship at some point. Maybe the World Heavyweight Championship. Because I think after this rivalry, whoever faces Brock Lesnar has to get a championship. You know, if he's not already facing Brock Lesnar for a title match, he's someone's got to be facing the someone for the World Heavyweight Championship afterwards. So I think after this, Cody says he's going to have to finish the story, and he's going to have to, and he's going to, you know, do that. And I think he's going to get screwed out of it again, and then he's going to have to feud with somebody, and then. Eventually, he'll win it, but I don't think that time is now. They're going to have to wait, unfortunately. Um, what do you think is next for Lesnar? Not a lot of people. A lot of people have talked about Cody, but not a lot of people have been talking about Lesnar. What do you think they're going to do with Lesnar? Probably what I said that they'll just let him go off back to to some random farm in Minnesota. <clears throat> but I would like to see him <laughs> stick stick around a few there for a few, and and maybe you know. I, I wouldn't mind seeing another thing with, with Roman Reigns once he's done with Jey Uso. You think I'd, so? I'd like, yeah, because some of those matches have been all right. Just look at SummerSlam last year. That was okay. one of the best matches of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, but would you really want to have another match to top that match? Because it was one of the greatest matches that year. Well, if they can have another match that tops that, you know, I'm not going to complain. Right. Because it, it'll be an absolute stonking match. Yeah. Um, I think and, and um, they can deliver that as well. Like, give yeah. him a stipulation, make it another false count anywhere or whatever. Have Brock come out in his tractor. What do do whatever you want. I mean, I'll I'll take that again. Um, but realistically, I think you can put Brock in a feud with most people, and it'd work just as long as he actually shows up. Right. I think I I think with Lesnar, what you could just do is have him face Gunther at some point, get him off screen yeah. for a while, and then. You know, the Royal Rumble hits, boom, Gunther, I'm here. I hear you are the new face of this company, or supposedly supposed to be the new face of this company. Why don't you take me on? Hmm. Or something like that, you know? And then have that happen, and, you know, maybe he'll face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I don't know. I think at the Royal Rumble would be good, and then he could just face him at SummerSlam for the title or something, if, if Gunther wins the title. Yeah. You know, I'm still going by that statement. You know, Gunther's going to have to face someone at WrestleMania for yeah. a title match and win the Rumble. That's how that's how I'll go logically by yeah. the other, you know. I'll take that match. I don't, even have the, 
I don't have the photo up, but that will be big, meaty men slapping men. meat. Oh. <laughs> Show them the picture. Hit him with it. I'm gonna. Frank, I'm, I'm gonna find Frank. it. I'm gonna find it. Well, you see, I wouldn't mind that feud, and because that, in my opinion, would be. Oh dear, that is bad. Hang on. <laughs> big meaty men slapping meat. Oh right. yes, please. Okay. We'll go to something more low key, and that's with the rivalries that have been going on on the weekly shows like SmackDown or Raw, and I think one of them is Karrion Cross and AJ Styles. That has potential. That's pay-per-view potential arrive for a rivalry if they book it right. But I think I think they're more top-heavy with the all the other shit that's going on. Yeah. That I've already stated on this list that they don't have enough spots for carrying across the AJ Styles, which is also a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because you know some of the talents like carrying across are not getting the moments they deserve. But what, what do you think? Should that be a SummerSlam match? Maybe in the pre-show, or what do you think? Well, I do like the uh, the idea of bringing pre-show matches back. I don't know how long I've been calling for it. God, it seems like for years now since I've had a pre-show match. If but, any any petition, that's it. Yes. Um, no, but I, I do hope this gets squeezed in somewhere. I just can't see it being fitted on the main show. But I do like right. the idea of it being a pre-show match. I mean, maybe even a mixed tag team match. You know, Karrion Cross and Scarlett take on Mia Yim and AJ Styles, maybe. I mean... It would it would be a good match, and then you just have you know I don't I don't know. Do you think Scarlet would be rusty in the ring though? Maybe a little bit, but I don't. So is Maxine Dupree, and people still rave over her. Okay, yeah, I guess. Well, that's because she's learning. They're making something of it, hmm. you know. Like with, and I'll also train. I'll also add that into. Uh, I'll take that off the list too. I'll add in uh, Maxine Dupree and. Uh, uh, the chat gave a rivalry with the Viking Raiders. I don't know. I think it's, it's again, that's another main roster rivalry that's been going around for quite some time, but it's not reaching any pay-per-views. And that's what I think. I think with the fact that you have all this stuff going on, especially with the bloodline, it can't, you know, disregard the bloodline. You have to have everything going on, especially with the, the, the shows and even the house shows. You got to have rivalries in the house shows too. So, it's something that I just think is going to be weekly now. I think with Triple H now in charge with that, I think it's more of on that edge. Like, we'll have an entertaining segment for Raw. We'll make the shows more entertaining, but not everything's going to be pay-per-view worthy. Hmm. You know? And I think that way, the way Alpha Academy saying, Thank you! By the way, I had to say it. Thank you! Um, uh, and the way that they are doing it with, him, with Chad Gable teaching Maxine Dupree how to wrestle and Bucky Raiders keep messing with them, stealing her Letterman jacket and whatever. Yeah. I, 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 I like it. It's nice. It's entertaining. You know, it's fresh. It's new. Um, so um, I'll move on to more of a um, Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. I'll go back to the women's division. Um, something more fresh here. Not really because this rivalry has been going on since after WrestleMania. But what do you think about her and Trish Stratus maybe for SummerSlam? I know it's not necessarily a confirmation yet, but I see it coming. Do you really think they'll be on the card, or do you think it will just be another Raw or SmackDown match? I hope not, because Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus are the two of the hottest stars in the women's division right now. Right. I mean, and then having them on, on an episode of Raw or SmackDown just seems a little bit pointless, because then you're sort of diminishing the feud. Uh, as you go, pretty much. So I'd like to see that. I, I think at this point, they're just trying to pad the card for, for SummerSlam because so far, there's just matches that, while there aren't many, they could go out for ages. So I think they need a few matches in there that are like maybe a little bit shorter, but obviously they have the powerful story behind them and the, you know, the sort of the, the level of grudge that, that it'll be between Becky and, and Trish. And then I hope this will eventually transpire into a bigger feud with Zoe Stark as well because since Money in right. the Bank I haven't really seen much of her. Yeah, Zoe Stark is she's been taking on Becky Lynch on Raw, but then you know Raw um not Raw Becky, she starts, you know, she'll win one, she'll lose one. So I, I think it's something that they're trying to promote both Stark and Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch all at the same time. Without necessarily having anything on balance, which is fine. You know, that's fine. It's a fair storyline. You have Stark showing the promising that's always in Becky's ear and Tristratus and on Tristratus' side. 
And then you have Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch feuding. But Zoe Stark is always the middleman. So I think they'll play that off as a rivalry, hopefully, because it seems Trish Stratus is irritated by Zoe Stark being a rookie. It's basically how that goes. Rookies make mistakes. People get mad at you. People get annoyed at you. So hopefully that will be resolved by them because I like I like the new stuff that they're doing with Trish Stratus and Zoe Stark. You know, I think it's promising. Just let's see what happens after SummerSlam, and we'll go from there, and we'll move forward. Um, Grayson Waller. I want to talk about Grayson Waller a little bit. His stock as a wrestler, do you think he has the potential to be Theory's replacement? Because a lot of people, there there have been a lot of grumblings about Grayson Waller being the potential awesome theory that they never got. Yeah, I I think he already is. Like, I think he is everything that WWE wanted Austin Theory to be. But I think Grayson Waller is all that and and better. They've Mm -hmm. needed such a shit-eating heel like that. Not quite Dominic Mysterio level, where he just, you know, speaks once and gets booed. Because I I don't think Dom's quite got the the mic skills yet to be in the heel position that he is. Well, he doesn't need to because all, well, no. all he does is say one word and then everyone interrupts him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you've got Grayson Waller, who's a heel, but people actually give him a chance to speak. And then he's capable of drawing in so much heat while acting like he's got one of the most punchable faces in the business. And that's something that right. is so, he's so good at that. Like, that's such a desirable quality for a heel. And when you have a, when you have a boy band face mm. and you act like a dick, it yeah, makes people exactly. want to hate you. And he's got the talent in the ring to back it up. I will also go to the Battle of the Mid with Ricochet and Logan Paul. That's what I'll call it. They're high flyers, but they're also mid-carders at the same time. Logan Paul has a little bit more pedigree than Ricochet, ironically, because I don't like Logan Paul. Ricochet, that's also t- shows you how bad Ricochet was treated during the Vince era. Uh, do you think Ricochet or Logan Paul would win? Or who do you th- who do you think should win, necessarily? Ricochet, I think, because Logan Paul seems to have had the upper hand quite a lot in these in these feuds he's always been acting like you know you you know you can look but you can't touch and he's always been that close but never quite ricochet has managed to actually get his hands on him so i think this right. this match is going to be like a platform to vent his frustration over the course of since royal rumble really since logan paul's kind of been on the wrong day, wrong end of ricochet but right this actually i'm going to do this a little bit early now again once again the eagle-eyed of you viewers may notice this liquid that I have been drinking upon. You may Watch think tone. you may think this is just some ordinary orange liquid in an old pine glass, but no. I've just swallowed an ice cube, but I don't care. These are my creative juices, bitch. Okay. So this involves like last time I went with like sort of long term. Not this time. This time, I'm going to get everything as, you, as much as you can into one night. We'll make a massive fucking display. So, it is the end of Ricochet and Logan Paul's match. It's been an absolutely insane, copious, calamitous spot fest, right? However, I do believe, you know, um, Ricochet will win. Logan being the, arid, the arrogant sort of geeky heel that he is, he's not going to be too happy. So, he's going to hammer down a post-match assault on Ricochet, you know, Beating him goddamn half to death, as a good old JR would say. Yes. Um, Anyway, yeah, Logan's got Ricochet set up in the corner. He's climbed to the ropes opposite in some sort of coast-to-coast ripoff. Boom, and then LA Knight's music hits. This, I think, is going to solidify LA Knight's face turn. Because, you know, he still hasn't made the official turn yet. But you you can sort of feel it coming, right? So... Anyway, Knight comes out, starts going to work on Logan Paul with the you know the two previously having disagreements, let's call them, leading up to Money in the Bank and such. So there is beef there. So that, so that kind of makes sense why he'd want to go after him until the lights go out. Now, I know it's in broad fucking daylight, but do I care? No. The no. lights are going out, you dumb son of a bitch. Right, the lights are going out. You can't see shit. And the lights come back on, and boom! LA Knight is being held in the middle of the ring in a sister, Abigail. That's right. Bray Wyatt is back. And, yeah, Bray Wyatt is back. And he's now a heel. Because, obviously, we have the... Um, that's the only thing that could probably make it even slightly interesting. And reignites the feud from earlier in the year with Knight being the face and sort of swapping the two around. But does it end there? No, it doesn't. Because out of nowhere, an RKO from behind Bray Wyatt. Fuck the doctors that tell him he's not using the RKO. I don't give a shit. Okay? He's coming back. He's using the RKO. 
And then maybe we'll get something with Randy Feather down the line. But they, this is just a massive one-night spot that I think would, would bring the sort of star power back to SummerSlam where it belongs. Okay. That was actually pretty interesting. <laughs> I, will, I will say this, though. Whenever Randy Orton returns, you bet your ass there's no music coming on. It's just an RKO out of yeah. nowhere. And the yeah. lights are off, and then you get a punt, and I'm gonna love oh. it. I'm, when I will wait till that very RKO. Everyone, wait till that very RKO. It is happening. Okay, it's Randy Orton we're talking about. He's determined to come back. Okay, so let's let's focus on a little bit about Randy Orton. Is Randy Orton? I'll tell you, him. I want to see him return with Bray Wyatt. I think Bray Wyatt. I completely forgot about that. Those two. Yeah. I didn't even think of that when making my pitch. I didn't even think about that because they used to be in the Wyatt family together. So they have that Mm -hmm. history and they could bring that. You're a fucking genius, Jake. Mm -hmm. I will absolutely say that you have him going against whomever. You have them wreck havoc. I think they would have a good rivalry against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Mm. And they would be the undisputed tag team championships, and then they would unveil the new belts. And I think with Kevin Owens being out for a little bit, that helps it a little bit. That helps edge it out a little bit, you know. I don't, and it depends if Bray Wyatt's going to return. He can still return, you know. I think if you have Bray Wyatt return, if because there's heavy rumors, I will say that heavy rumors of Bray Wyatt returning at SummerSlam. Have him return to SummerSlam. Do whatever, but then he's like. One day he's like, I'm not alone or something like that. Mm. You know, the supernatural charismatic way, the way Bray Wyatt says it. Only Bray Wyatt knows how to say it. He'll he'll say something creative about it and then say, you know, this this duck needs a goose or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> something something wacky that Bray Wyatt would say. Something out of the deep dark corners of his evident depression, as we've seen before. I don't, he, before I, he, I, I don't know. So, something that Bray Wyatt would say, and then all of a sudden you get an RKO out of nowhere, and then in comes Randy mm. Orton with this. I think I think he. I see Randy Orton. Wait, so you I have Randy coming back as Bray's smash. partner by RKOing Bray? No, not RKOing Bray. I meant RKOing anyone that he's going against. I think uh. with Sami Zayn, have Kevin Owens out for TV a little bit, and then have Sami Zayn. You know, get RKO'd, and then in comes Kevin Owens next week. The next week, you know, the week after, Randy Orton's like addressing his heel turn or whatever. And then Sami Zayn says, "You know what? You said you were not alone, Bray. I just got a call from someone who can't wait to kick your ass." And then out comes Kevin Owens's music. You know, but you know, that's that definitely does have potential. And if you and I think if you put Randy Orton in there and in the mix, I'm telling you, they could take off, especially with. If they can t- they can take off, especially with Triple H as the story guy, because he knows what he's talking about. He's been he's doing his he's done his own storylines throughout his career. Vince didn't do that. Triple H has done that on his own. So he knows what makes an audience pop and what makes an audience boo. So I definitely give you your kudos on that one. Definitely. Great job, my friend. I give a round of applause to my buddy Ollie over here. Um, speaking of Ollie, we have to. I, I know we have to talk about his favorite wrestler, LA Knight. So, do you think uh, this LA Knight he's rumored to be here at SummerSlam? But the thing is, he may just do a promo. Same thing about he wrestling. fucking think- better not. If he shows up at SummerSlam, I want fists to start swinging, or I'm gonna end up doing some things I don't want to do. All right. Do you think? Do you think? Because uh, there's a lot of talent that's supposed to be coming back. Do you think that? Yeah, you know, because he hasn't been around for a couple of weeks. Summer Sun comes around in a week and a half. You know, some somehow you know, uh, La Knight does a promo. All of a sudden, he's attacked from behind by Broad Breaker Ooh. from NXT. He hasn't okay. been on. He hasn't been on TV since he lost to Dragunov. I think they're trying to get him ready for the roster now. Finally. Yeah. And I think showing that we have heel Braun Breaker coming up to the main roster, perfect opportunity to turn LA Knight officially babyface. That would be good. 
To be fair, I've seen as well rumours that Stone Cold Steve Austin is apparently preparing for a return in some oh, yeah. capacity. A few yeah, hell between yeah, versus, LA yeah. Knight and Stone Cold Steve Austin not only would make Kevin Nash have a mental breakdown, but yes. would be the best thing since sliced bread. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. Tell me. It's great. I love it. I, I, I like I like the creative juices flowing. The juices are going fresh oh, yeah. right now. All right. <laughs> They're fresh like lemonade right now. Um that is actually Fanta Lemon. It is? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So so I was some right, See, right? The creative juices are that strong you can sense what flavor it is. <laughs> um speaking of which i know we talked about austin theory before but i will officially go to his match versus whoever the winner is Rey mysterio versus santos escobar at SummerSlam, which is most likely going to happen because i think escobar and the way he's been poorly doing his face thing with the lwl something may happen there Rey mysterio may win santos escobar may screw Rey mysterio out of the match but I will, me preferably would want Austin Theory to lose at SummerSlam because and have him take a step back. And then, you know, Rey Mysterio puts ever whoever new talent wants to do it, wants to step up for the United States Championship. Maybe Escobar could be the champion. Uh, you know, he turns on Rey Mysterio, whatever. And then you have Legado del Fantasma going at full heel like they were on NXT. Give me, give me your thoughts on the supposed match we may have at SummerSlam. Well, I, again, I'm very confused at the direction that this is going because you have two LWO members going at it. One of them's obviously not going to be happy and that'll be the, the loser of that match. Probably Santos Escobar. But I think the only way they could make that truly work is, again, by turning him heel, making him... And then when if if um, Ray wins the championship, I'm not going to say when because, you know, Triple H, he doesn't give a fuck what the fans think. He just goes, well, he does. Um, <clears throat> like... Then that's a championship for you, and that elevates it to a whole new level. But mm-hmm. I do have a question for you there, because you've sure. mentioned about bringing back both DIY and The Way. Now, that's going to be impossible, because Johnny Gargano is in both of those teams. Which one would you rather right. bring back, DIY or The Way? I'm old school. i got to go with DIY. Hmm. But the thing is, it's Triple H. He's going to make a faction out of it. Yeah. So if you were to make a faction... Put in Dexter Lewis because he's directionless in his character right now. And then put, you know, Candice LeRae and Andy Hartwell, and you have five people, hmm. you know? And I think it's because it's on Raw and s- theories on SmackDown. No no way, the way reunion. But and I think that's best anyway. I think theory is going to take off sooner once he gets a new character. I just think that I just hope they just reunite DIY before they do anything, you know? Hmm. And I hope that, they're the, like I said, I, uh, Rob, please put this on a shirt for the new House Call merchandise on our website, please. Housecallsports.com, by the way. Uh, the seeds, the the seeds are planted. Okay, the seeds are planted. So anything can happen at that point. And I, I think say, we we just well given go... Rob like we've just given him just like three or four new merch ideas in the past yes. like ten minutes. <laughs> big big meaty men, creative juices. Big meaty men, creative juices flowing. Um, Since the seeds are planted, um, so many, so many. Hey, our profits would go up tenfold. Oh yeah, big time. Especially with people watching a lot of wrestling podcasts nowadays. Mm. Um, oh yeah. So I said I already mentioned Don Mysterio. I'm already down on the list with Don Mysterio. But, <laughs> um, but now we're gonna go to the last. Well, actually, I'll say second to last topic because. The Hurt Business 2.0 is coming back. It's It's been teased throughout the last couple of weeks. We've had Bobby Lashley getting out of the limo with the Street Profits. Now we're getting two young promote, two young stars hopefully being able to be on the main roster soon, presumably, because Bobby Lashley just met with them. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. That kind of tells you what? Dragonov may win that NXT championship. I I really hope so because I love Ilya Dragonov. Because yeah, you already saw Carmelo Hayes on the roster, he already made his main roster debut. That's all set. 
now the pressure's gone for that. Now you just bring him and Trick Williams, who's not really doing anything besides being with, you know, Carmelo Hayes. Put them on, put them both in the Hurt Business main roster on SummerSlam. They take out anyone. I don't care who. It's the Hurt Business 2.0. It's five people. No more MVP, no more Shelton Benjamin, no more Cedric Alexander. Okay? No more MVP, really? I don't think so. MVPs oh, with Omos, remember? Yeah, but Omos would be a good addition to the hair business. I don't think so. I I think really? I think Omos is all but done with the WWE. Hmm. In my I opinion. think the biggest I'm change now. Hmm. Well, the biggest change of all this, I think, would be that the Street Profits would have to turn heel. Now, the Street Profits haven't been heel in any capacity since they joined WWE even NXT back in 2017, 2018. So we've never really seen that side of them, but they could make mm-hmm. such good heels. Especially Dawkins. I think Angelo Dawkins would be a very good heel. Angelo Dawkins would be a great heel. I thought over the course of Elimination Chamber, I thought if Montez Ford were to somehow win, because he was the upset necessarily, in my opinion, Angelo Dawkins would have some tension to get jealous. And, you know, he may be a Mick Carter as a solo artist, and then Montez Ford would take off as a great main event star. Ah, something's just clicked. Something has just clicked. The creative juices are once again flowing. Creative juice, baby. Yeah. Imagine this. The Street Profits, maybe say, say MVP is in the Hurt Business. He offers mm-hmm. the Street Profits a spot or two in the Hurt Business. Angelo Dawkins is like, yeah, come on, let's do it. It'll be great. Ford absolutely doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then, then you have the heel Dawkins going, I'm joining the Hurt Business whether you like it or not. And then Ford going, no way, man. There's no way you'd sell us out to those people, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh. Yeah, the hell I would. Oh, yeah. And that's a feud. And that is the feud that we've been waiting for for years. Mm-hmm. Theory versus Dawkins. It wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be exactly like an Edge John Cena match, but it would be a good match. Oh, yeah. Um, It'd be like it a, be... an Enzo Cass sort of match. I don't want to say that. Enzo Cass is bottom tier. Well, yeah, but like the, but, it's a similar, yeah. like, you know, the two similar, the tag yeah, team you never thought would split too. up and like the. I've never been healed. And they should have never to this day. I will hold that to my grave. They yeah. should have never. And many agree with me. Many have never expected a big cast to be taken out. Enzo Amore, who's half your size. Get out of here. Um, I think it was, it was a good angle to begin with, but they just went the completely wrong way about it. Wrong way. Yeah. Wrong. Because I, eventually something was bound to happen. Cause that, that's like a big shocker storyline. But right. Holy, like, why the like, when you have Enzo dousing himself in baby oil and sh- slipping out of a shark cage during a match between Cass and Chris Jericho? What the actual, sh- you know, tell you what, like, th- that's just that is the example of everything that was wrong with Vince's booking. It was, it was the status <laughs> quo of booking from Vince in those days, horrible. Yeah. Pushing Roman Reigns and nobody else. Nobody gets enough <laughs> stock. People leave the company. Wash, rinse, repeat. Um, speaking of Roman Reigns, uh, we have hopefully the culmination to the bloodline rivalry at SummerSlam, hopefully, because I'm thinking Solo may turn on Roman at SummerSlam. Um, main event, Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. It's all official now from last week it is for the undisputed universal championship whoever wins may be the tribal chief you saw roman reigns taking off whatever that was the necklace that he had yeah yep and he put it on the championship meaning that is also on the line too roman is desperate he i've never seen a more desperate roman reigns another desperate tribal chief to prove himself again that's a great character shift because now you have Roman Reigns who's like, I'm the best in the world. I can kick anybody's ass. I don't care who the hell you are. I don't care if you're family. I don't care if you're uh, Dominic Mysterio. I'll throw you out of the ring or throw you to your death. Or I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a mother. I don't care if you're a father. I am the travel chief and I'm the head of the table. That's what Roman Reigns was. But because that Roman has been betrayed not once, not twice, not thrice... But four times in his career, now he's a desperate Roman Reigns to prove himself 
that he's not the problem. They are the problem. So that's why I think um, about Roman Reigns, his character angle. And I think, I don't think Jey Uso is going to win. I don't. No. Roman Reigns will win. Um, but Solo will help him get in there. I think, I think Solo's, well, I think Solo actually may get, we get me more of an obvious angle, no, no more of a tease, but we, but we get, you know, Solo about to spike Jey Uso. Roman holds him again, like he did it on SmackDown. And then he's like, like he gives him the, he gives him like the glare, like I'm about, if you do that again, I'm about to kill you. Like he's already doing, you already did that to me twice. Yeah. Okay. So let's, 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 you know, and then, you know, and then Roman's like, oh, settle down, settle down, I'm on your side. And then he st- keeps staring at him. Then Solo bumps into Roman. Roman falls out of the ring. Solo tries to get back at Jey Uso, super kick, and then Roman Reigns spears him. One, two, three. That's how I think it's going to end. And it may actually end because, it, again, the ref will get taken out because that's how Roman is. That's how his matches go. So what do you think? I, th- I see this as an avenue to bring back a few people. Because oh, yeah. if, you, if we look on SmackDown to the contract signing, Roman asks, when, when Jay says, oh, this is going to be tribal combat, oos, um, Roman asks, oh, do the elders know about this? And then Jay yeah. goes, oh, it was their idea. My question, who the fuck are the elders? Is it Afro and Is it Rikishi? Rikishi? Is it The Rock? Who knows? But I would love to see a Rikishi like, interruption. Just, you know, yeah. Jay's like... down and out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have just... And then he's... Just have Roman Reigns pulling... Just have Roman Reigns in the corner pulling a Booker T and going... Oh, I'd love to see Rikishi, but maybe even The Rock. I know he's busy doing whatever the fuck he's doing, you know, running the XFL into the ground or whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, that that can be, and I think that would be because it's SummerSlam, and you right. know you've got to do something with it to to make it worthy of being a SummerSlam main event. Absolutely. So, Bring Rikishi back. Bring Dwayne back. Maybe not the Wild Samoans. They're knocking on a bit, but yeah. But I think I think Rikishi may definitely. He may yeah, help. He he has expressed interest, hasn't he? He's he's talked about it before. He said he wants to come back and do something with the bloodline. So that's definitely oh, yeah. something to keep an eye on. I mean, who wouldn't? You know. Oh, by the way, I'll go off topic. Zalofa Two has also made his debut, his wrestling mm. debut. So yes. props, to, congratulations to Fatu, the son of the late Umaga. So congratulations. Um, I will say you could see him in, in the company very uh, very soon too because you know how Vince loves his Samoans. Hmm. Um, they call it the Samoan dynasty bloodline for a reason. I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, um, I think I think with Jay Uso and Roman Reigns, you got to have someone return. Either it's Jim, just Jimmy Uso, the minimum, or you have Rikishi come back. That I think that's just how I think it is. Um, and that will, and that will, unfortunately, I know we had a lot of stuff. Hopefully you all caught up with that, but this will be a wrap for today and this week. Um, I will say that was a lot to go over. It really was. It really was. And I'm kind of dehydrated because of it. So speaking of dehydrated, I gotta, I gotta You need liquid IV. Yeah, I do. I can't even think straight. Liquid IV for me. And. Athletes like Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Gunther, Karrion Cross, and Edge, and more, all put on, all put themselves on a display for us to enjoy. And sometimes they get injured with it, and sometimes injuries happen because you're dehydrated, cramps, whatever, muscle muscle burners or whatever. And that means they need to hydrate. So the best way to do that is with Liquid IV, twenty five percent off. Use the code word the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at liquidiv.com and remember SummerSlam is coming and it's coming fast and I mean coming a week and a half you said a week and a half right a week and a half (laughs) so you know a week and a half that means you got to go get tickets now later than ever go to stubhub.com and get your tickets now the location is at Ford Field Detroit the home of Detroit Lions in Detroit Michigan a lot of Detroit references they just said in there on August 5th on a Saturday next week. Now, do you want to watch Raw on SmackDown, but do you not have cable? Fubo TV's got you covered. You not only stream WWE, but the UFC, the MMA, 
MLB, NFL, the NFL season is coming up, the NBA, the summer leagues, or more, just anything in general. Just sign up for a free trial and get your sports fix today. Or any fix. You don't have to be a sports fan. Oh, no. Whoever's a sports fan are watching this. So, you know, it basically proves my point. Um, sports memorabilia is a one-stop shop to get all of your authentic sporting merchandise. And for jerseys, hats, shoes, socks, whatever the hell you want, go to sportsmemorabilia.com. And the last one, I'm fatigued. I had coffee this morning, but that wasn't enough. I need to get coffee bros, and you do too. Coffee bros, bro, drink coffee like a bro. Go to coffeebros.com to get your purchase today. That is it for me and Ollie from the Fight Pit, from WWE specifically. And this has been this week's podcast. And how many episodes is that? What, five, six now? Five. I believe we're around that region, yeah. Yeah, so now it's it's been a while. So please tune out. We're doing this every week. So... If you like this episode, there's plenty more coming, especially the one before SummerSlam. It's going to be, say it, juicy. Juicy! And it will be juicy, so stay tuned for next week. This is Jake and Ollie. We'll see you soon. And Yuki Sonoda in 15th. Joe Bonyu. Two-hand blocks that he does are ridiculous. He can he can block anybody's shot in the NBA. So, yeah.